Hey there, it's Melody with Melody of Soul. And today, as part of season three, Stream of Consciousness, I have to share this epiphany that I just had. This epiphany about mindsets and self-sabotage. So years back, when I had the Seed of Life Collective in Charleston, South Carolina, I taught a class that I called Why We Burn Ourselves. And it was all about our self-sabotage habits and how we identify them and how we get used to the pattern. So we start to, to be aware of this pattern of how we undermined our own dreams with old belief systems. Belief systems that we don't even want to believe in. But just like we forge our character with every action and decision that we make, we also forge our beliefs with every action and decision that we make. Even if we say, I don't want to believe this anymore. If we do things that are in alignment with that belief, in essence, we are telling our mind and our body that we do believe that, that we absolutely believe it. And we look at it as a self-sabotage because it's two battling beliefs, just like it's two battling versions of yourself. This is the me I want to be. This is who I want to become. This is what I want to do. This is the future version. And this is who I see myself to be, possibly from the past. And the way we addressed it in Why We Burn Ourselves, it was, I want to say it was like a four-part class that I'm actually recreating on my online channel. So be on the lookout for it, Why We Burn Ourselves, is looking at the past what we've done, what were our actions, what was the pattern that we followed, and then looking at the present, sorry, looking at the future independently. So what do we want to become? What do we want to do differently? How do we want things to develop? And then, separately, looking at the present. What are we doing? Are we still in the patterns of the past? Or are we instituting the patterns we want to become our future? Okay, so epiphany. Epiphany of the day. Happened in the shower of all things. A friend of mine sent me a spirit science video on the hermetic principles, which I love spirit science. Uh, it's an animated channel on YouTube that they go into things that are just amazing. Like every philosophical thing that you could possibly think of. Uh, a lot of the principles that we teach, you know, at Melody of Soul as well. But I love the way he does it because it's all animated and it's fun. And it's very like a, a Socratic method. Like it's very questioning. It presents the idea and then it asks and then it presents and it asks. And it never really puts it in a frame of like, this is the, the way, 
right? And so as I was going back into spirit science, (laughs) I was like, oh yes, I love them. Why, why haven't I watched one of these in a while? So I started watching, you know, I watched the, the entire movie, the conspiracy of everything. And then I found the Sumerian epic, but there was one in particular that talked about self-sabotage. And it may have even been the one that I most recently put on one of our attached playlists, the little pick-me-ups, because it, it did. It really reminded me, oh, yeah, I do that still. I sabotage myself. And recently I did a podcast about being in the middle. And there is a certain segment of my belief system that I have a really hard time getting over. And I've worked on it, explored it, gone deeper into it, done shadow work on it for a very long time. And I've uncovered a lot. But the epiphany that I just had was that breakthrough. I've even done hypnosis classes on it and you know deep introspection on it but man all it took was one spirit science like one little blip that showed an image of a guy he was a young guy and he started a company that he was very successful at he was very creative he was very deliberate about and he started making a lot of money at a young age And because his friends of the same age weren't in that same framework, weren't in that same mindset, uh, they actually valued, without understanding it completely, subconsciously valued this poor man's mentality. Like the poor college student, the, the starving artist. If you're not working hard and suffering then you're not really creating, right? Like if you're getting paid to do it, it's a job. If you're doing it for the the self-sacrifice and, you know, supporting who you are as a person, regardless of the economic circles, if you're getting paid for it, somebody's buying you out. And so this young man slowly started to self-sabotage himself to fit back into the friend circle and the social circle that he had known. And to me, that seemed really puzzling because I was like, you know, I left a lot of my friend circles when I was younger. Again, without without a whole lot of thought, I just remember thinking, that's not what I want to end up. That's not the path I want to go on. And I've done it over the years many, many times. Like, I will cut ties. I've even noticed I do it with family. I even had an epiphany on why I have an aversion to certain foods. Because I see it as a representation of certain family members. And when I decide I want to cut ties, I, I have a visceral reaction to those foods in a way that I don't like them anymore. And because they are 
the center point of a lot of the social meals with those particular friends or family members, I don't like, I just decide subconsciously, I don't like them and I won't be around them. So in essence, I won't be around those social settings. And of course I blame it on food. (laughs) So in the shower, I was thinking, what is my belief on money and wealth? Do I believe that wealth is evil? Do I believe that wealth somehow taints your soul? What have I been taught? And I've gone down this rabbit hole many, many times and really never gotten to a definitive feeling about it. I've gotten lots of answers, but you know, until you feel that shift moment where it seems like your mind agrees with the deliberation of your soul, when your present actually aligns with what you want in the future, feeling-wise, you can't, you can't tap into it. You still have this back and forth, back and forth. Well, well, well. And so I found over the years that my pattern is that I get really creative and I get really intense and I get really involved in something and I am very successful at it. And I do bring a lot of wealth into my life and I bring a lot of wealth into other people's lives and I serve very effectively with that. And then I get to a moment and in hindsight, I can say that it's usually triggered by a person or a reminder or a situation. There's always a trigger that I spend all of it or I lose all of it or I just give up on the whole idea and I start something new which is why I've had quite a few businesses already that they didn't feed the next one I just ended it you know sold everything swept it under the carpet went on to something new built from scratch again and I asked myself I started having this conversation with myself in the shower So, what is wealth? Wealth is this exchange of monetary value, something that is very physical, something that can change pretty easily, but it should be. The natural side effect of me expressing my love and creativity into the world. It's just a side effect. I remember going through this psychology as a hairdresser because when you get to that moment where you love something so much, but then it becomes like your prison, your job, you realize that you're, you're starting to get so attached to the money aspect of it that you're losing the creativity and the love. And I thought to myself, why, why, did I, why do I let that happen when all I have to do is say, this is the exchange 
that I'm willing to take for this creativity. And it doesn't mean I can't create if you don't want to exchange that with me. It just means I'm not going to create with you. (laughs) It's the same as any relationship, right? This is what I'm willing to put in for the amazingness that is me. And this is what I'm asking in return. And if you don't want to return that, then it's not that I can't be that person, that amazing, incredible person. It's just I can't be it with you. So this epiphany, of course, was... I was taught, and I'm sure a lot of us are taught through our our family and our society and... You know, I was brought up in the Southeast, in the USA. That if you're not working hard for what you're earning, then it's given to you. And if it's given to you, you don't really appreciate it. So you need to work your butt off. And then you need to do things with it that are considered responsible. And... The starving artist mentality is if you are doing something that's creative and wild and not the mainstream, then in a way you don't really deserve to be a millionaire. You don't deserve to be a millionaire that paints. You don't deserve to be a millionaire that creates joy in the world. Like If it's something simple and easy, you don't really deserve to have all the monetary means as other people. And I, I, it like hit me, almost like somebody slapped me in the back of the head, which a lot of times I know is my goddess, my like soul force. It goes. And she's like, Melody, that is the essence of wealth. Creating out of love. Creating to create. And then turning those creations of love into shared creations of love. That is wealth. That is the epitome of wealth in life. You get to create in joy and love and wild, fantastic dreams, and multiple colors, and stress-free and easy. And the side effect is the energy exchange of what we consider money, but is really just, it's a means to share, right? Like, the more money that you have, the more you can do, The more you can share, the more you can share the experience, the more impact you can have in the places that are really important to you. You know, one of my goals is to buy my mom a house that's on the water so that she can see the sunset every night. That's what she's always wanted. And there are places right in her neighborhood. I was talking to someone about this the other day. There are houses right in her neighborhood. I wouldn't even have to move her out of her comfort zone too much. If I could just, you know, 
if I can make enough money to buy that house for her and let her spend whatever time she has on this earth there, and I could, you know, hire somebody that could come in and cook really good meals for her and come in and, and do physical therapy or maybe even just have a, a, a little tiny pool in the back and somebody to come in and do aqua therapy with her and, you know, be able to take her to go see her grandkids without a whole lot of stress and, you know, to take her house that means so much to my younger brother and, and, and basically set it up where he, he would be in charge of turning the house into whatever he wanted and he would have all the monetary means to do it. He could turn it into his full-time job if he wanted to. He can create, he can, you know, finalize that obligation that he made to my father to really take care of that aspect. And, you know, I would, I would want to have trips where I do mentoring with teenagers and young adults and actually take them to places and see what the rest of the world is like and do projects that are charity related, but also like see what the rest of the world is like, see what the rest of the world needs and let's go do that thing and be able to fly people all over the world on these mission trips. Yeah, they're mission trips, you know, but for the same things they were all doing like clean water and housing and, and really get as many people as possible to experience this while learning about social dynamics, while learning languages, while understanding more terrains of the earth, while getting educated in something more than a book. And learning about things that nobody's going to teach you from a book. So my epiphany of the day is I've been self-sabotaging that gateway for myself. And it's not about making money. It's about creating out of love and wanting the ability to share it. And the money is a side effect. And I realize now that everything that I've learned, that I know, that I teach, that I've taught, that I'm still learning, it all fits into that same framework. Managing your self-care so that you can be at the top of your game. Managing your self-love so that you can emanate it in every moment as much as possible. Managing your financial resources. So there's not like a ton of energy just coming at you and you don't know what to do with it. Or a ton of energy leaving you and you're not even paying attention to it. Managing the way we interact in the world. Managing even the content that comes out of me in love. And what it is 
I want to share from my own experience with other souls in the world. So I'm going to write this down and I'm going to post it on my wall so that tomorrow or even later today or even within the next 10 minutes, all of a sudden my past version of me comes in and all of this crazy, but I don't know if we can do that. But what about this? Well, what about this? No, just making this podcast. It's creating the reminders, the triggers that I need in the present that push me into the future actions that bring me into my future alignment with who I want to be and what I want to be doing and what it all means to me and to release or not focus on or let go of my past, my actions of the past, my thoughts of the past, my beliefs of the past. They're in the past. Leave them there. That's what I need. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of that. I hope it helps you in any way. Maybe have your own epiphany. (laughs) All right. I'll see you next time.